Welcome to Back on Your Bullshit. I am your host, Kate Morris. I'm a qualified nutritionist and personal trainer who fell in love with helping women build strong, healthy, and confident bodies. This podcast talks all things health, fitness, mindset, and business, helping you get back on your bullshit, take control, and build your dream life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Back on Your Bullshit podcast. Today is super exciting, and I'm really, really thankful that this guest said yes to coming onto my podcast. I am really excited for all of you guys to kind of learn a little bit more about this guest that I'm about to introduce. Hold tight. It's coming. It's coming in hot. Because of the work that she does, and because she is like so many of you guys that are listening today. So... Without further ado, welcome Nina. Hello. Oh my gosh, you have no idea how excited I am to be here. It's my dream. (laughs) The dream. (laughs) So a little bit of a backstory about Nina or how we met, and then I'll get her to do a full introductory about who she is and what she does, because the work that she does is pretty fucking incredible. Nina is actually one of my clients, a long-term client. How long have we been working together for? Uh, Like a year, almost a year and a half. The best damn year Mm. of your life, queen, for sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah, so Nina's actually one of my clients. So we've been working together, like she said, for about a year, a year and a half. And we formed a pretty fucking beautiful friendship, Mm -hmm. I think. We are literally soul sisters, how I like to say separated at birth. Absolutely. A few years apart, but... You didn't need to throw in that I'm old. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Fucking hell. Who invited this chick? No Hi. kidding. Okay, so Nina, we want to know all about you. For people that don't know who you are, they've never seen you on Instagram, what do you do? What are you about? So, obviously, my name's Nina. Um, my main <laughs> personality trait is that I am a intensive care nurse. Um, and I have been working in intensive care for about 12 months, almost 12 months now. Um, and absolutely love it. Um, yeah. So I kind of started training with Kate a little over a year ago and just before you got into the ICU rotation, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was like right at the start of like when I started my whole nursing journey, like I feel like I have been like I've grown with you, if that makes sense. Was like, it? Yeah, it probably was actually. Like my first day that I started my new job, I had my first week with you. No yeah. shit, you did too. Yeah. I remember, so Nina joined um, my wait list and I remember I re- like reached out to her and I was like, hey, I've got a spot open for you. If you want it, it's all yours. Let me know. <laughs> she literally <laughs> ghosted me for like two weeks. No, it was like two days. And then she put this passive aggressive story up being like, if you're not going to respond to oh my messages. Oh my God. It wasn't directed at you. Do you be surprised how often I get ghosted I, though? I can imagine. Yeah. Especially like on the online coaching space, like anyone who puts themselves out on social media, which we'll get into your social media in a sec as well. Um, People just think you're a robot. Like they don't actually realize that you're a face and a human behind your screen. They just think, oh, I'm just not going to reply. Like, fuck that person. Where it's like, it's actually really rude. Mm. Ghosting people is really, really rude. Yeah. Take note, Nina. Anyways. (laughs) All right. So a little bit more about you. You're an ICU nurse in your first year and a bit of doing what you do. Mm -hmm. What did you do prior to getting into ICU? I was studying. So I did my Bachelor of Nursing straight out of high school And then I worked as a student nurse for two years whilst I was doing my 
um, bachelor and then graduated, took a graduate position, did that for 12 months and now I'm doing my master's in intensive care. See? Yeah. She's an educated queen. She is. Not just a pretty face, beauty and brains. Oh, we fucking love it. it. We love it. So how did we, how did you get into like health and fitness and training? Tell us a bit of your backstory there, because I know that you did stuff to do with fitness before we started working together. Yeah. So I feel like everyone goes through this once you finish high school, you know, you have to do PE, you spend a lot of time outside, you know, recess, lunchtime, that kind of thing. And then you hit uni and you have all this spare time and you kind of like, you know, your body's changing constantly, you know, um, Hormones. Yeah, hormones. You eat different. You spend a lot more time outside, like eating food out, doing things with your friends, drinking. drinking. Um, obviously, big party culture at uni. Um, and I was like, ooh, like I don't have an issue with the way I look, but I don't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I need to do something about it. So I actually joined F45. Um, <sighs> and I did F45 the for. Cult. Yeah. It's a cult. Yeah. For like. <laughs> two and a bit years um and it was definitely at the start something that I really really loved um I think I had a very closed vision I didn't really know much more about the health and fitness industry like I'd been dancing my whole life and so that's yeah. kind of the only form of and like cheer. you yeah. did cheer at uni as well didn't yeah you? yeah um that was the only form of like real exercise that I was getting um and then I kind of started to get a little bit sick of F45 and I did like some weight-based training with a coach who worked there but it kind of just you know it, my passion was there, but it kind of just didn't really follow just, through. Yeah. yeah. And I think as well with group coaching, like touching on group coaching a little bit, not getting too deep into it, but I think group coaching, like you said, it's a really good way to start. Mm. I think when you just want to change your habits and build routine and kind of get your body moving with no real goal and direction, just to be active and live an active lifestyle, I think group classes are amazing. But then I think there also comes a time where, you eventually realize like you've got bigger and better yeah. goals and you need and to you, like move on. Yeah. yeah. You want to like progress towards them in a more structured, less injury prone environment yeah. as well. Absolutely. And I felt like there's a huge money cost to group classes. Yeah. Um, and I felt more money motivated to go. Like I felt like I was guilty spending money if I wasn't going. So yes. I was like forcing myself to go, even though I didn't really want to go. Yes. So, and then it kind of came to the point and where it was a bit unhealthy, not unhealthy, but yes. like, I was just about to ask, do you think that the money, cause you had to go and show up to the group class. Do you think that the money kind of forced you to overtrain? Yeah. Not even just overtrain, but I just lost my love for wanting to work out to make myself feel good because I was like, well, if I don't go, it's going to cost me. Yes. And I'm, yeah. you know, not getting my money's worth out of this week. Cause yes. you know, you're paying week by week basis and it's like not cheap for yes. like a uni student. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So yeah, I just kind of lost my love for it. And then when COVID all kind of came through and hit and I was like, Oh, I'm kind of need to do something to make myself, you know, move yeah. again. She found like the love of active. her life. Yeah, me. precisely. So we're going to put a tiny little trigger warning here about food and eating things so if you are you find that content stressful probably click away now and don't listen to the rest of the podcast because I kind of want to get not too deep but I want to ask Nina a couple of questions because I know when you started working with me you had a pretty shitty relationship with food Mm -hmm. and a pretty shitty relationship with me convincing you that you need to eat more food yeah 
So where do you think that stemmed from? Do you think that stemmed from your group training? Do you think it stemmed from like without getting too deep, potentially childhood, I don't yeah. know, being a dancer. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I think it all, like, you know, our generation has grown up with massive body image issues. I feel like anyone who's in their mid-20s to even, like, 18-year-olds at the moment can mm-hmm. see that, like, everyone has body – not everyone, but, yeah. you know, like, pe- a lot of people suffer with body image issues yes. and – that kind of stuff. And we're always really hard on ourselves, mm-hmm. Especially um, females. I feel yeah. like females, obviously I'm not cutting out males from this group, but I really feel like females are the biggest culprits, especially because of social media. Yeah. Um, and then going to group fitness classes where you, you know, you're doing an eight week challenge and you see the weight drop super quickly mm. and then it doesn't stay off. You get into this vicious cycle. Um, and so the first eight week challenge I did with a 45, I didn't, do the eating and then the second one I did I did the eating um Mm. and they get you to eat literally nothing Mm. um I think I genuinely shit green poo for like because of the beans because all I would eat is like turkey mince and green beans yeah that was it so I don't know if I've actually said this on my podcast before but Plot twist, I actually was an F45 trainer when I first started my fitness journey. So when you finish your Cert 3 and 4, it's super easy to get a job in like group training because you don't really need much experience and they kind of teach you on the go. And also I did it because I wanted to push myself outside my comfort zone. I'm not the type of person that jumps up in a front in front of people being like, 10 more reps, yeah. you go girl. Like that is not me. But I wanted to do it to kind of get my face out there a little bit more. So I started doing it and they asked me Mm. to do the nutrition seminar talk that they do for their eight-week challenge. And I remember I asked them to send me a brief of what they wanted me to talk about. And their meal plans were like 1,300 calories for males and females of all different body shapes, sizes, athletic, intermediate, beginner, like everything. Like Mm. it was totally different for all of these different people and not individualized at all. And I actually quit. Yeah. I literally handed in my resignation. I was like, and I said to the owner of the facility at the time, I was like, I'm not morally, I cannot promote a 1300 or a 1200 calorie diet for everybody. It's like against my morals. How the fuck can you do that? It's like, you know, other people in the fitness industry or other fitness influencers without having a bit of a dig, but who give out the same calories to everyone. Yeah. That's how you promote disordered eating. And that's how a lot of females fall into that restrictive binge eating Mm. cycle. And I felt like it was always good food versus bad food. Yeah. And so it got into the mentality of like, oh, I can't have this chocolate because it's bad food. And bad food is bad for you. Yeah. And like... Bad food makes you fat. Yeah. And bad food makes me feel guilty. But six almonds for a snack is is good food. And that's going to, you know... That gives me heart palpitations. and looking back, I'm and like, green oh poo God. also gives me half yeah. <laughs> It was the worst. And I remember making this broccoli slice, and as I was making it, I was like, mm. a broccoli. You guys heard it here first. <laughs> a broccoli slice. Yeah, I made it, and I was like, mm, this is going to be delicious. I remember pulling it out of the oven and going, Ugh, sending a picture to my best friend, and she was like, that literally looks like baby shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, mm, I am not eating this. This is what F45 did to yeah. you, know? And we can't blame it solely on F45. No. Obviously, like, a lot of people get great results, and a yeah. lot of people, like I said before, love group training, but I just think the way that diet culture is promoted can be very, very harmful, especially to young women. Like, mm. when did you – how old were you when you did F45? 18, 19. Yeah, you're yeah. so impressionable at that age. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was 18 and I started my fitness journey – I was severely under eating for my age and height, obviously, and like my weight. 
But I just thought it was normal because yeah. like it was almost glorified to yeah. like eat two almonds. Like yeah. I've only had like one meal today. Like how Pretty cool. Much. It's like, it's not cool. It's not sustainable. No. That's actually disordered eating. So when I actually started with Kate and she was like, yes, I want you to track and I want you to eat like 2,200 calories. I was like, I can't. Yeah. And I, I actually remember typing out a message saying that is, that is too much. I can't eat that much. And now when she cuts me back to, like, 1,900, I'm like, I'm starving. I need more food. No, but that's it. So, like, when you come, obviously, through my coaching, I give you the option whether you want to count calories and macros or not or if you want to follow another sort of protocol for nutrition. And I remember setting your calories for you because you were like, yeah, yeah, like, I've kind of tracked before, like, through F45 or whatever. And I remember... (laughs) Red flag. flag. Huge red flag. (laughs) Um, And I remember setting your calories for you, and I literally remember you freaking out out you were how am I going to eat that much food and I was like bestie trust in the process and then all of a sudden you were thriving not tooting my own horn but I'm just a genius no kidding the proof is in the pudding (laughs) no but you were actually thriving it's very interesting like so when you decided to make the change from f45 did your goals change when I started with you my goals changed yeah when I left f45 I was kind of in the space of being like Maybe I can try some other group fitness. Maybe I can just go to the gym by myself. Um, but I didn't have like a real, like I didn't have any motivation. I didn't, I didn't have any goals. Yeah. Um, it was just like, oh, you know, keep my body moving, you know, stop sitting on the couch. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, and then once COVID had happened and I saw someone else was training with you and I was like, mm, I want to do that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, joined your wait list, accidentally ghosted you. Then join. We'll lash forward to it a year and a half later and yeah. we're on a potty together. Pretty cool. Um, Pretty cool. Yeah. My goals definitely were like, okay, this is what I want to do. And I want to change my mindset. I like, to me, weight wasn't really a big thing. It was yeah. more just like, I want to be more confident and I want to go to the gym and I yeah. want to like. Step outside your good. comfort zone yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Which we're still working on at the 100%. moment. We're still working on it. But it's definitely huge like huge progression since Nina started working with me to now yeah in terms of I think confidence Mm. massive changes and also mindset around food and training definitely massive massive changes um all right so we kind of went off track because Mm. I know we when we get together we're actually ferals (laughs) like we're psychotic so we can't like keep one conversation no for like five it's has to like it's intertwined and just be <laughs> everywhere all over the place <laughs> um but going back to your work so i think i have a lot of clients who are nurses or i get a lot of people inquiring through my coaching asking like you know i work full-time how am i going to have time to balance so i kind of want to ask you how do you balance being an icu nurse working shift work working night shifts mm-hmm. as well and balancing health, fitness, training, social life, like balancing your life. Yeah. I think it's really important to, like when we talk about goals and stuff, if your number one goal, like if you don't have the mindset that you're going to go at this full, like full hill, then it's not going to work. Yeah. You have to be like committed in a way that like you're hungry to make yourself. Yeah. Like, you're hungry for change yeah. and growth within you. Yeah. yeah you can't half-ass it. And yeah. like, it has its weeks where it's like super exhausting and you've had a really big week and the last thing you want to do is go to the gym, get up early, do what you need to do, but you just have to like push through. It's the, um, the dedication yeah, over motivation kind 100%. of thing. Um, but shift work is exhausting in a mm. nutshell, essentially. <laughs> to say the least. Um, but 
when you start training, you start to like put your like health first and your priority, mm. like that's a priority to you. Your priorities so you kind of change. Just, yeah. You're just like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym today. And people are like, wow, you've been up since, you know, 5 a.m. Well, yeah. You it's kind of forget that you got up at 5 a.m. Yeah. Um, and you just, you know, manage to make it work. So do you think that goal setting is an important important factor in in the whole process and the whole journey? Yeah. And I think it's making realistic goals. Like me saying, oh, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week when I know that I'm working like three twelves, which means I work seven till seven. Yeah. Is so unrealistic. Yeah. You know, yeah. you want to set things like, okay, you know what? If I make it to the gym twice this week, great. Kicked that goal. If I make it to the gym three times, even, even better. better. Yeah. So, so do you, when you're building your structure and routine around your life with training and like health and fitness, will you work around? So if you're working like an AM, mm. which you can probably explain what AM and PMs <laughs> are. I know the lingo now because I've been hanging around you yeah. long enough, but maybe you should explain that. Uh, an AM at my hospital is like seven till three thirty, and a PM is 1 PM to 9 30 PM. And yeah. then we work like 12. So seven thirty AM or 7 AM to seven thirty PM. Yeah. Shit girl. Yeah. And then you work night shift, which is nine till seven thirty in the morning. I would actually pass away if I had to do that. (laughs) But do you think that you, or do you think that setting a routine around the different shifts that you work helps? So like if you know you're working in AM, you'll go to the gym either like after work or before work or however that works for you. Yeah. And then kind of sitting, sitting to that structure. Yeah. Because you don't have, you know, a nine to five. Yeah. I think this is what like holds people back from training. Is it yeah. like, I don't have a normal nine to five job, so I don't know how I'm going to make it work. But it's the same as like meal prepping in my mind it is. Yeah. So I sit down when I know that I've got seven days. So seven days or seven shifts worth. Yeah. And I go, okay, if I'm working at AM, I'm going to go to the gym here. If I'm going to go, like if I'm working at PM, I could go here. But if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Yeah. If I'm too tired, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, you've got to look after yourself before you, yeah, you know, of course. make yourself better. Um, but yeah, sit down Can't and actually pour plan from an empty cup. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of plan out my week, week by week, and go like, oh yeah, this is gonna work. This is gonna work. And the same shift patterns come up all the time, so you can make it, you know, work for you. And yeah. And you know, you plan your food around that. Eat that way. Get your steps in. Do all good things. And there you are. You have built a routine. Yeah. So moral of the story is routine and habit building is very important. Hundred percent. And you have to stick to it. Like it's always going to be hard at the start. Yeah. Like. What do they say? 21 days to build a habit? habit, Yeah. Yeah. So what? The first month is going to be tough. Sucks. It's going to suck balls. Yeah. Even with winter coming up, like that's hard. Like getting up in the morning when it's cold and wet is hard. But then you feel so much better after. You don't even think about the fact that you've been up since 5am. And there's a really good quote. Don't quote me on this quote. (laughs) Maybe I'm just making a quote Uh, up. Kate Morris. (laughs) Trademark. It's, It's something like... It, everything is hard. Like starting something new is hard, but what is harder is looking at yourself in six months time, seeing the same shitty habits and mm. being unhappy with where you are. Mm. That's also equally as hard as getting up an hour earlier. Yeah. And they always say growth is difficult. It Change is. is shit at the start. But then you look back exactly and you go, wow, I will it's never really forget. easy now. I will never forget. Here and we we're talking about change because this is something that I am super proud of you for. 
I remember when we first met and you started training with me face-to-face in the gym. So Nina started off as an online client of mine and then we kind of merged and we started doing face-to-face training in the gym. And I remember I looked over at her one day and I was like, can you go and get get a 20 kilo dumbbell? This is so embarrassing. While I set up your Bulgarian split squat. She stopped in the middle of the gym, looked at me like tail between her legs and, and pointed at herself being like, me? I've got to go alone. And I was like, yeah, just go over and go. And she's like, I can't do that. I'm too nervous. Now, when she comes into the gym, like this morning she was in the gym, I was training on the opposite side. She was running around doing everything herself, completely uh, boss bitching it. So that, good. But... <laughs> so good. But growth, it comes yeah. from essentially you were so uncomfortable getting yeah. into the gym when we started. And now look at you. Yeah. It's like, it takes time and you've got to be gentle on yourself, but you also have to like push yourself. Otherwise yeah. nothing's going to change. Gentle, but honest with yourself. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing. Like... You can be gentle and nurturing and, you know, pull back where you need to. But then you also need to be really honest with the fact that sometimes you are hindering your own growth because you're too scared to get outside that comfort zone. Yeah. And sometimes you need people like Kate to give you a kick in the butt and like (laughs) spam you you on WhatsApp being like, why haven't you checked in? Why haven't you done your like... You've ghosted me a lot, but we're not going to bring that up in today's podcast. (laughs) All right. So... Another thing that I kind of want to touch on is, and I think that this is like totally off topic and it's got literally nothing to do with health and fitness at all, or to do with your work or even to do with why I really wanted you on this podcast. But I think it's like really important. So I, me and Nina have built like such a beautiful friendship, like really, really beautiful friendship, obviously from her when she started training with me, like we over a year have built such a solid friendship. And I kind of want to talk about like, your inner circle and hanging around with people who uplift you and have the same kind of vibe and don't sabotage you. Yeah. Sorry. I just had this random thought where I was like, well, you see me naked. <laughs> Almost <laughs> naked. You know, when you take like our, uh, our progress shots, the you, progress photos, same bits. <laughs> or when she peed with the door open before. I mean, really, we're letting it all out there today. <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, I want to like touch yes. on like the importance of, filling your you are like the what's the word hanging around people who have the same vibe as you and like yes how that influences essentially what you do yes yeah so like like you said before we have like such a great vibe and when you know you know and when it's not right it's you are also you know proposing to me <laughs> sorry <Mom>. <laughs> <laughs> i got in early sorry, sorry, Mom. Bye. <laughs> um but there are people that you just won't gel with and there are people that you do gel with. And I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who have the same like-minded goals and who want what's best for them as well as what's best for you. So if you're friends with someone who doesn't give a shit about other people, Mm. how are they supposed to give a shit about you? And I also feel like this can translate into relationships as well. Not that that we're relationship gurus. Gurus. (laughs) Maybe we are, but... Even translating to relationships, like I get a lot of women that come through and have a lot of issues with their partners not supporting their health and fitness journeys Mm. and almost sabotaging it, I say in a way, like saying quotations in a way, like going out and buying takeaway and making them eat it with them and then they're falling off their goals. And I think it's really important that you are surrounding yourself with people who lift you up. Yeah. And you also need to be able to like set boundaries and be like, okay, I'm doing this for me. And, like, if you're not on this journey with me, they don't have to eat the same food as you. They don't have to do this. But if they can't sit there and be like, you're doing a damn good job. And backing you and supporting you. Then let them go, irrespective of whether it's a man or a woman. Who gives a fuck? 
you're out. And the same, like back to friendships as well. Like same thing. I think the friends that you surround yourself with need to be really uplifting and supportive. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's great to have friends that can give you like constructive criticism and help along the way, but also you need to have friends that support everything that you want to do. Obviously within reason, if you're being fucking crazy, maybe not, but like pull you up on your shit, but also give you a lot of love and support. Yeah. Which I I think is a friendship we've built. Yeah. And I think that's important if you're listening to this and like you aren't a client of Kate's or you haven't signed up with Kate, which you probably should shame this promo. (laughs) But like if you are like looking for a coach, you want someone that you gel with and that you feel comfortable with. Because like you going on this journey isn't easy and it's not something that you can do. Like you can do it alone, but you also want like a good circle of people and you want like a coach who wants the best for you. Yes. Um, and I think that also comes into play with like, if they're giving you the same meal plan as every other Tom, Dick and Harry, then it's obviously not going to work for you. They're not the right one for yeah. you, sis. Move on. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, all right. A couple of other questions. I've got some more questions for you. Mm-hmm. So if you were to tell your younger self, oh. I know young baby names, eat more food. If, okay, so if you were to tell your younger self two things or two things that you wish you could tell your younger self, what would they be? Um, well, this kind of one is a little bit sad. And That's like, fine. You we know, can get we, deep. We already put a little bit of a trigger warning on it. But yeah. like I had, like when we talk about, I had a bad relationship with food. Like I had a seriously bad relationship yeah. with food. Um, and like, I wouldn't eat when I go to school. Like, I'd eat breakfast, and then I wouldn't eat the whole day, and then I'd come home and just eat shit. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it wouldn't even be shit. It would just be, like, biscuits. Yeah. Like... Non-nutritious Yeah. Stuff that was not making me thrive. And so if I could go back, I'd go... You stupid you fool! Stupid eat your dickhead. And my mum had been making me these, like, such nice lunches, and I'd just... Eat for... Eat for fuel. Yeah. And less for body image. Yeah. 100%. I know it's easier said than done. Yeah. But if you can eat for performance and eat to feel good. And when I say performance, I mean feeling good. Yeah. Not like necessarily being a weightlifter or anything crazy. But if you can eat for, for performance and to feel good, you're going to be thriving. Yeah. Like your body needs food as fuel. If we, yeah. view, if we view food as fuel, you need that fuel to survive. Yeah. And like, it's a bit of a tongue when I, I know when I meet other people that I work with or, um, you know, people that I run into old friends or whatever. And they go like, Oh, you look so good. And it's like, well, yeah, because I eat enough so that I can build muscle so that I can like look like this. Not yeah. that like I have a killer bot or anything. She's the incredible Hulk. <laughs> you guys can't see her behind this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, eating more, and, and if you're training, isn't going to make you fat. And I think that's also something that that's like opening a can of worms. That's here. like a whole nother podcast. Yeah. I feel we could talk about that for fucking But ages. that kind of goes on to my other thing that I would tell yes. myself is that lifting weights is not going to make you bulky. I was Say so scared. Louder for the people in the back. I was so scared that like I was oh. going to get thick thighs and none of my clothes would fit. No. It's not like that at all. Actually, I do kind of have that problem now that my ass is growing. Yeah, but that's a great problem. But this is a good problem yeah. to have. Exactly. Like, exactly. It, I Like anyone I spoke to and I'd be like, yeah, I go and I lift weights. I don't do cardio-based workouts. Like, yeah, I don't mind going for a run now that I've discovered this new love for running or whatever. But like anyone would be like, oh, so you lift weights. 
Yes. Because it makes me feel strong. Mm. And they're like, what do you mean strong? Are and you I super think, muscly? And I'm like, no. And I think as well, like jumping back, sorry, as we said before, we're all <laughs> over the place. It's a bit crazy. Jumping back to the goal setting, like setting goals that are not aesthetic. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's great to be like, I want to look hot naked in the mirror and feel yeah. fucking great. But like that, I want to get strong. I want to yeah. lift to get strong. Yeah. So I don't struggle to move my bed when yeah. I need to move house by myself. Or I don't struggle carrying my shopping in from yeah. the ground floor of my apartment to the top floor. Yeah. Or I can run up a flight of stairs without being out of breath. Like whatever it is that you that you want to work on, like set that tangible, non-aesthetic goal because – if you work on just moving your body, feeling good, getting stronger, all of those physique goals will come anyways. Absolutely, and that yeah. aesthetic stuff comes anyways. Yeah. And you lose track. You just don't even think about it because you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, damn, I have grown that ass from nothing. <laughs> from a pancake to a peach. <laughs> Literally. And you're like, oh, wow, this came around so quickly. Yeah. You just, I reckon yeah. I made the most growth. Like, for anyone who hasn't listened to my journey, not really my journey, but like my, the start of my journey, I am like nearly six foot tall. So I'm like five, ten and a half baby giraffe, super lanky, elongated, stretched out. And I was always severely, Elasta woman. Elasta woman. <laughs> Imagine like a fucking lycra suit, literally practically yeah. me. So I was always like severely underweight, not intentionally. And it's kind of funny. Like I always said like, you know, I thought I ate a lot. And then once I got more educated on nutrition and training, I kind of realized that I was severely under eating. Like mm. I would have an up and go. And that's the only thing I would eat all day for breakfast all day until I got home from school. And I thought that that was enough. And I almost wore it as like a badge of honor. Like yeah. I don't need to eat anything. Yeah. Like I feel dizzy all the time. No yeah. wonder I see stars every time I stand yeah. up, you dumb bitch, because mm. you weren't eating anything. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Anyways, that's one thing I could would tell myself yeah. as well is like eat your fucking food. Yeah. Anyways, and then I was super, super tiny. So I weighed like 42 kilos at nearly six foot tall, which is really severely underweight. And I started getting into weight training and it was very much aesthetics focused until I switched my focus on just wanting to get strong and build muscle mass. And I saw the most amount of growth just in that switch of my mindset because I wasn't so heavily focused on what I look like in the mirror. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I want to look fucking hot. Mm. Like, I'm in my 20s. Of course, I want people to be like, damn, that girl's a hottie. But also like... For me, it's just how I feel good and how I, if I can get stronger, that's yeah. like my pushing factors. I also think it's like the negative connotation when people are like, oh, I shred and then I bulk. It's like, oh. bulk. What a disgusting word. But also as well, like so many people think that being in a deficit is a way of life. No. You are, a deficit is a deficit <laughs> for a reason. You're in and you're out. Eight to 10 weeks maximum, 12 if you really want to push it, eight to 10 weeks in and out. The rest of the year, so the next... 10 or 12 mm. months of the year should be spent 10 or 11, nine or 10 months of the year uh, uh, maths. As soon as my numbers come into my brain, my brain's like, Nope. Um, as soon as like, what was I saying now? Fuck. Oh yeah. So like nine to 10 months of the year should not be spent in a deficit. It should be spent maintaining mm. and just training for health. Yeah. Unless you are into bodybuilding or powerlifting or something crazy. Which like there's like no need. Them. I- you could do, do that. You yeah, you could not do you that. Do so props to them. So another question for you, Nina, before we kind of wrap up the potty, unless you have any questions oh, for me. That's sad. I know. Um, we'll probably, I say before we wrap up the potty and it's ten minutes going to go later. for like 15 more minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so another question for you is if you are in 
contemplation stage of getting into health and fitness, whether it's getting a coach or not, like who gives a fuck about that? What would you give advice to people or like young women in that kind of contemplation stage of wanting to better themselves, but are feeling a little bit nervous to do so? I mean, there's so many different avenues from that though. Are you nervous because you like can't go to the gym by yourself, which almost still me, we're working on it. Um, Are you nervous because you don't have direction or you don't have like goals that you've properly set? Like, I think you need to work out exactly what's holding you back and go from there. So like, if you think that you need someone to motivate you, maybe you need to do group fitness for a little while to get into that environment. So you're comfortable. This is an eight kilo weight. Yeah. This is a 10 kilo weight. Maybe you need to do a few PT sessions. Yeah. Um, even joining a gym, I'm pretty sure I joined a gym, sat on my gym membership for a good four months, was paying for it, wasn't going. Yeah. Oh, we've all been there. A hundred percent. But you know what? That's the first step. I stepped in the building. I paid for the membership. And I I stepped back out. (laughs) I didn't use it, but (laughs) like, it's the thought that counts sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's getting to your why. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. And when I started with Kate, I actually thought about this before. When I started with you, you made me fill out this form. Mm. And I'm pretty sure you have to list what your goals are and what you want to get out of it. Um, And at the time, I remember when I started with you, I'm pretty sure like I had signed with you for like 12 weeks. And Mm. I was like, fuck, that's a long time. Like I'm making a really big commitment, but I was holding myself accountable for this commitment. And I would pay good money to go back and look at what I'd written on that form. Because I reckon I've written like, to be strong or like something like, something like that. And you know it's a whole transformation i actually reckon i could probably find the form i reckon i still have it somewhere yeah so if there's people and you're sitting there thinking about you know why you've started this journey or even like if you're a client of kate's and you're struggling and don't know which direction you're heading or you don't have the motivation anymore go back and look at that form i'm pretty sure we have to email it to you so go back and look at it and remind yourself about why you started and how far you've come because you'd be so surprised and also like the advice that you just gave, like figuring out exactly what your why is, is the advice that I give to everybody. Like whether I'm mentoring them in like the business space or whether I'm working with a new client, like figuring out your why and holding yourself to your why is super important. And your why could be, um, someone used to call me an ugly idiot when I was mm. in primary school. That could be your driving yeah. force. Cool. Let's roll with it. Let's go. Take with the it. anger out at the gym. Exactly. Or it could be, you know, I've never been able to step foot in a gym because that place really scares me. That yeah. would be a really big push out of my comfort zone. Okay, cool. And writing down this why, setting yourself goals, so then you can look back and actually make sure that you're working towards them. Yeah, definitely. Your why is so important. Yeah. <laughs> Got to ah! cry about it yet. <laughs> No, but it actually is. It really, really is. Anyways, I reckon we're going to wrap up today. Thank you so much for joining me. Anytime. It was a fun episode. It was chaotic as per usual. I've also low-key, so like before we end the episode, I've done this again. I just said we're going to wrap up the episode 10 minutes ago and now I'm doing it again. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I just, my mouth just... Um, So I, little side note, I was like trying to convince Nina for ages because we vibe so well. Like we're literally twin flames, soul sisters. To start a podcast together. So maybe this will be like the intro to it. Or who knows? Who knows? So before we go, tell people where they can find you. Instagram handles, because Nina's got a couple of Instagrams on the go. Yes. <laughs> um, you can find me at Nina the RN and you can stalk me on Kate's and my personal's tagged on yeah. there if you wish yeah. to 
get saucy inside me. <laughs> she, Nina posts quite a lot of stuff around like ICU and nursing on her nursing Instagram. So at Nina, the RN on Instagram. And remember guys, I didn't say this at the start of the podcast, but thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever this podcast found you. I hope that it found you in a positive light, whether you were out walking your dog or driving to work. I'm super happy that you guys tuned in today and listened to me and Nina talk some shit. That was a really fun episode. Now, remember guys, if you do like this podcast to give it five stars, it really helps my podcast get out to more like-minded, like-minded women in the space. And until next time, I will see you soon. Bye. Bye.